Howdy! This is the Views from the Shot podcast. I'm your host, your one and only host, Tim Miller. And today, Thursday, November 30th, 2023, I wish you a very, very, very happy National Personal Space Day. Today's show is, as always, brought to you by Big Banter Sports, and this show is, as always, a part of the Big Banter Sports Network. Now, Ohio State has defeated Central Michigan. I've got a couple of thoughts before we get into this game. Number one, my legs are still hurting from hitting leg day on Monday. Yes, that is a humble brag. Number two, I ate about a pound of wings today, and I'm not sure... If that's embarrassing or impressive, number three, I hate, I hate, I hate that Discover commercial that's currently playing with a confused older woman who steals other people's squashes at the local grocery store and talks the ear off of the local diner owner. Questions that I have her. Why are you so confused? Am I supposed to know who you are? Do those who do know who you are find you funny? I don't have answers to any of those questions. And my last thought is Ohio State could be the second best team in the Big Ten. Today's show is chock full of Buckeye basketball content as always. So, as we get into this, I ask again, hey, every game, we get a few new followers. We just chip away, chip away at Buckeye Nation, getting a couple more fans to follow us on Twitter and on Instagram and on YouTube every day. It's how it goes. So, if you're new here, welcome to the club. It's exclusive because this is the number one rated Ohio State men's basketball podcast in the world, according to sources who shall not be named, okay? So it's a big deal here. So if you're late, that's fine. Just make sure you're subscribed wherever you are getting your podcast so that you never miss an episode. And if you hate this one, well, you're probably going to like the next one. Why? I have no logic behind that, but I'm just going to say it because I can so make sure you're subscribed. Make sure you're finding us on Twitter and on Instagram at the Shop Pod. We will keep lighting you up with Ohio State basketball content as long as you're willing to listen and to watch and to view and take part. So welcome to the Views from the Shop Podcast. The Buckeyes knock off the Chippewas 88-61 to on Wednesday evening. In this episode, we've got a game review coming to you in case you missed the game. We will recap our keys to the game that we gave in the Western, not Western, Central Michigan preview episode. This is what happens when Ohio State plays. They're going to play, what, three? No, uh, not even three. Five teams located in Michigan this year. That would be Michigan, Michigan State, Oakland, Central Michigan, Western Michigan, Eastern Michigan. If they got the invite, apparently declined probably didn't get the invite to take on ohio state but buckeyes just beating up on everyone in michigan so far this year after that we're gonna go to some takeaways and i've got one really really clever takeaway that i want you to make sure you don't miss so stick around we're gonna have some fun before the buckeyes get ready for big 
10 play. But let's review this game, shall we? Ohio State crushing Central Michigan 88-61. to And this game started how many Ohio State basketball games have started this season. And it was a slow start for the Buckeyes. Number one, this is due in most part to being a slowly paced team. And other than Alabama, most of Ohio State's opponents this year have also been slowly paced teams. So fans will get impatient by that, but it's just how the Buckeyes play and it's how their opponents play. They get out to a 7-2 lead less than two minutes in, and then they go scoreless for three minutes. The going scoreless for three minutes part is never ideal, but you start the game, you have a 7-2 lead, and that's fine. And then pretty quickly into this game, we're seeing Scotty Middleton out. Who's going to step up and take the minutes? Well, in this one, it was Devin Royal. Devin Royal stepping in to take the minutes. I'm going to talk about Devin Royal pretty extensively when we get to takeaways, so stick around for that as well. As many cliffhangers as I can give you, I prefer to lead by the carrot rather than the stick. That's true on this podcast. That's true in other areas of my life. Mm, Is that even important to say? Probably not, but it's still true regardless, okay? I'm going to lead with the carrot. So just kind of sprinkle some some, mm, treats, shall we say, that you can come and gobble up later on in the show. We'll talk about Devin Royal. Buckeyes then all of a sudden are trailing 12 to 11 with 12 minutes left in the first half. Okay, so just picture this, all right? I, I want you to picture this. Ohio State is losing to Central Michigan 12 to 11. Now, the casual college basketball fan is going to assume that Ohio State should crush Central Michigan. Now, while that is true, they're not going to know if Central Michigan is a good team in the MAC, a bad team in the MAC, or a middling team in the MAC. Now, if you listen to the preview show, you knew Central Michigan falls in the bad category. However, we're seeing fans getting impatient at this point. 12 to 11, Ohio State is down with 12 minutes left in the first half. This is where the people on Twitter who say this team had a fine win tonight when it's all said and done, they're going to lose it. They're going to lose their mind when when February comes around, they're going to say, oh, this team never had a chance. We knew they would lose the important ones in February, blah, 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 when they've lost their, I don't know, their fourth game of the year and Big Ten play to that point. Those are the same people who are not watching the game. They're just watching the box score, kind of refreshing every once in a while while, I don't know, playing club penguin in their basement because that's what I imagine those types of people spend their time on. That's not to say we should be pleased with Ohio State being down 12 to 11 with 12 minutes left to go. But remember, Ohio State is a slow-paced team, as is Central Michigan. It a lot of times takes Ohio State a little bit of time to get going. And that's what we saw in this one. Right out of that timeout, though, down 12 to 11, Ohio State scores eight unanswered. This is what happens when you have a bunch of top 100 players on the court and on your roster against guys who mm, got more looks from the local YMCA than high major teams. I'm not trying to be offensive. It's just how it goes. You've got the better coach. You've got the better talent at, at positions one through five. You expect Ohio State to pull away. And in most cases, they will. That's what they did 
in this one. Bruce Thornton makes three field goals in a row for the Buckeyes, and then Ohio State starts to show some life, and then they just straight up get hot. Bruce Thornton scores another seven in a row during this stretch for Ohio State. Dale Bonner, Felix Akpara hit a pair of free throws. Jamison Battle makes a layup, and the Buckeyes close the half going on a 17-5 to run. They lead 41 to 29, and those people playing Club Penguin are now quiet. They're looking through Twitter, looking for something to hate on because they're miserable and they they live sad, sad lives. And if you want to be a sad sack and hit yourself with a sad stick over the head all day, every day, that's fine. That's not what we're going to do on this show, okay? We'll be objective, but we'll try to be positive where we can be positive. Ohio State leads at the half 41-29. Bruce Thornton scores 19 points. He goes 7-9 from the field, 3-5 from deep. This guy is looking like potentially the best point guard in Ohio State history. Is that maybe extensive, extreme, over-aggressive? Yes, but Bruce Thornton is on fire right now. Felix Akpara adds 10 points at the half. And Roddy Gale. Roddy Gale had a... Had a confusing game in my eyes. He had a couple of ugly minutes there in the first half. He just, I, I don't know what it was. I don't know if he lost the handle on the ball. It's hard to say that you lose a handle on a ball when you just absolutely chuck it. I mean, he hucked this ball 95 miles per hour at the backboard for some reason. I don't know if it was supposed to be a shot, an alley-oop, a pass to himself or to someone else. Whatever it was, he does that with a couple of uh, lost dribbles and a foul and a turnover, all those types of things mixed in. He airballs a corner three. And at halftime, you're looking at Roddy Gale, I believe, with two points and wondering, what the heck happened to Headband? And we find out in, in the second half what happened to Mr. Headband, not to be confused with Felix Akpara. The Buckeyes were hot to close the first half. And boy, they were scor- scorching, sc- scaldering. Is that even a word? They were really hot to open up. The second half, they opened the second half on a 20-2 to run in the first eight minutes. That means that if this game, the second half, were simply played in the first half, I know that's not how it goes, but it's worth pointing out, if this game began this way in the first half, Ohio State is up 20-2, to and those same people who are refreshing the scoreboard every five minutes and saying, oh man, man, what the heck is, is XYZ player doing? They would be very quiet at that point. So they go on a 20-2 run. Roddy Gale scores 9 of his 11 total points during this stretch. Devin Royal drains a triple. And that helps Ohio State stretch their lead to 30 points. They go up 61-31 to in this one. And Central Michigan is all but forgetting about their chances of winning this game and wondering what... The the team operations manager has ordered for them for the bus ride back to wherever Central Michigan is located. Or maybe they got a plane. I don't know. It's a D1 school. Then the Buckeyes finally cooled down. So Zed Key, he had an off night in this one. He has a foul, a missed dunk, a turnover, and another foul. He's promptly subbed out by Chris Holtman. Probably got a couple of slaps on the butt. Rubs his head a little bit and says, Hey, Zed, it's all right, buddy. You've played very well the past couple of days. You're a vocal leader for Ohio State. We need you here, man. Keep your head up. It's all good. We're, we're beating this team by 30. Buckeyes go scoreless for two and a half minutes. And then they heat up again. And they cover. 
by the way, using a bunch of ball movement. Roddy Gale, kind of the le leader in the distribution and the playmaking abilities. And then toward the end of the game, you see Bone Hardman and the bench players get in. Bone Hardman scores. Dale Bonner makes three free throws. And we hop out of this game. Happy campers with Ohio State winning. Good teams win. Great teams cover. Ohio State did both in this one. So overall, a pretty impressive win for the Buckeyes. They win by 27 points, if my mental math is correct. And that's what you want to see. When you're going up against... A team that's projected to finish last in a mid-major to low-major conference. You're going to be excited, pleased at least, with a 27-point margin of victory. So let's talk about keys to the game. I gave three keys to the game in this one in the preview episode. One was very simple. The other two were simple but a little bit less obvious or more obvious honestly you could go either way with that one but the first key to the game I, I gave was hey Ohio State needs to protect the paint and the drives coming into this game we knew Central Michigan was a horrible three-point shooting team but they're a good offensive rebounding team they score a lot of points off second chance points and in the paint in general and how did Ohio State perform in that one well number one they only allowed 24 points in the paint that's phenomenal they only allowed seven offensive rebounds. That's really good for a team that should be good offensive rebounding. And third, they allowed... Actually, before I even get there, I want you to just rack your brain. If you watch this game, okay? I'm going to give you a second here to think about it. Rack your brain on how many second chance points Central Michigan scored in this game. We remember, and I'll, I'll fill some time here so you can think about it and, and go back to the mental film that you can crunch now. We remember against Alabama, the Crimson Tide were among the best teams in all of college basketball at scoring in transition. Alabama scored nine points in transition, 10 less than their season-long average. Now, Central Michigan, scoring a lot of points in transition, they had one, a single singular, not plural, point of second chance points in this game. One single point of their 61 points came off second chance points. Ohio State crushed this objective. They crushed this objective uh, in route to a, a crushing defeat. So we'll give Ohio State a passing grade on that one. Second key to the game that I handed out was take care of the basketball. Now, it sounds very simple and very easy to say, hey, we need to squeeze the orange in order to win this game. Yeah, thank you. That's that's a very obvious way to win a game. But there's a reason why I gave such a simple key to the game. And it's because Central Michigan, so far this season, has been very good at forcing turnovers. They average seven steals per game. They've got a Hakeem percentage of 20%. That includes the amount of possessions that end in either steals or blocks. This was an opportune defense that Ohio State was taking on tonight. They only turned the ball over seven times, and overall, they didn't have too many possessions that were ugly in terms of just losing the handle on the ball, having passes deflected, they get the ball back, whatever. It was a pretty clean game for Ohio State offensively, and oh, by the way, they won the turnover battle in this one. I thought that could be close. I thought that this could keep Ohio State from covering. I almost said it in the preview episode that I could see Ohio State getting out to a 
25, 30 point lead, something like that. And then as as the game kind of winds down, you see Central Mission get a, force a couple of turnovers and they lose by 20. They lose by 19, something like that. Well, it didn't go that way. Ohio State only turns the ball over seven times. They win the turnover battle 14 to 7 and they close out the game the way that they should have. So they get another pass on this one. And then the last one was so very simple. And it was really, it was less of a key to the game and more so a desire that I had. But it was simply, just give me one last trouncing before Ohio State begins Big Ten play. So if you haven't looked ahead to the schedule, which you probably already have, but if you haven't, Ohio State is going to take on Minnesota on Sunday, they'll take on Miami, Ohio after that, and then they'll take on Penn State and UCLA. Minnesota and Penn State are two the, the two teams that I fear, fear the absolute least in the Big Ten, but it is still Big Ten play. You're jumping from teams ranked either outside the top 300 in Ken Palm or top 275 in Ken Palm at best. You're taking on teams like that up to teams that are fringe top 100 in Ken Palm. That's a big jump. Of course, Ohio State's already been battle-tested somewhat this season. They've beaten Alabama, who I think has the capability to be a Final Four team or a Sweet 16 team. Other people don't really think so as much, but I'm still high on Alabama. Texas A&M is a team I'm very sure is capable of making it to the Final Four this year. I picked them as one of my four teams to go to the Final Four in my season prediction show. Ohio State's been battle-tested. But at this point, they're going to kind of step away from playing the mid-majors and the low-majors, and they're going to go play Big Ten basketball, which is tough. It's bruising. It's grueling. It's not very pretty to watch. And they're going to take on UCLA. So I said, just give me one last trouncing. Let me see Ohio State crush a team like they have in the past couple of weeks or so. And that's what they do in this one. They win by 27. As we said before, great teams win. Sorry, good teams win great teams cover not only does Ohio State win that's good but they cover that is great and they dominate statistically if you didn't go through the box score the team stats after this game just allow me okay here are a couple numbers for you tell me how you lose the game when you do this seven percent better field goal percentage 27 percent better free throw percentage also made eight more free throws than Central Michigan They were plus 19 on the glass. Plus 19. That is a number that should not be possible in Division I college basketball. Buckeyes absolutely destroyed Central Michigan on the glass and they're plus 10 on assists. So shooting metrics, rebounding metrics, turnover metrics, sharing the ball metrics, whatever you look for, Ohio State won pretty much every statistical battle in this one. So not only do they dominate Central Michigan for 30 minutes of this game, but they also go out and dominate pretty much everywhere on the box score. So Ohio State gets a check mark there as well. They pass all three keys to the game. And again, I'm not going to I'm not I'm, I'm I'm here I'm not here to brag, okay? But when we talk to Alabama specifically, okay? Alabama was a huge game for Ohio State. It was a chance for the Buckeyes to get one big marquee win before they closed the book on what I called chapter one of the season. 
you weren't able to pull out the upset against Texas A&M at the shot in the second game of the year, the first Friday of the season. You played them tough. You played them tough for 35 minutes, but Texas A&M ended up pulling away. Now you get another shot against another top SEC school. Can you go out and pick up a victory? I gave three specific keys to that game, and Ohio State followed those three keys to the game to a T. Does anyone from the Ohio State program listen to this show? Of course, everyone does. Everyone listens to the show. That's why you're here. But on a more real note, no one from the Ohio State basketball program listens to this show. However, as I, a, I'd like to think I'm a knower of ball, I watch the film, I watch other teams play, I watch how, how Ohio State plays, I have access to advanced stats and analytics, I can see, hey, these are some areas of opportunity for Ohio State. We saw that against Alabama, they crushed it, and they won the game. Now we see it against Central Michigan, they crush it, and they crush Central Michigan. So I'm just saying. Now, while Ohio State did cover, I wanna, I'm want to. i just going to be on the topic of banger bets while we're here, okay? It was bound to happen, okay? We are, we are now seven games into the season, and we have been profitable on every single game so far this season. We've had picks for five, sorry, no, six games now. Six games in total. We didn't have picks for the Santa Clara game. For every other game so far this season, we've had some picks for banger bets. We've been profitable every single night. That's very hard to do, but it was bound to happen. At some point, we were not going to be profitable, and tonight was the first night it happens. We don't intend to do it again, but it happens, okay? So Ohio State covers. We're thankful for that. Roddy Gale, man. We took over 12.5 points for Roddy Gale. He gets to 11 pretty early in the second half. And we say, hey, this has life. This has some movement here. Roddy Gale scores two points in the first half. But we've got a chance. We've got a fighter's chance. He goes up for a free throw with five, six minutes left in the second half. Not a free throw, a layup, I should say. And he misses it. Okay, that's fine. And then he gets, well, he he was subbed out for several minutes before that. We don't know if he's returning. I assume that he would one more time because someone was going to need a breather. So he comes in and after missing that layup, he is just ball dominant to close this game. However, he does not take another shot. He just distributes. He passes. He dishes the ball out, grabs a couple of assists, and he finishes with 11 points. So that doesn't cash. We also took Zed Key over nine and a half points. Zed Key quite simply did not have it tonight. What I thought Zed Key would do is what Felix Akpara did tonight. Akpara was perfect from the field. In this one, he goes 6-6 six six from the field. We'll talk a little bit more about Akpara later as well. So we go 1-3 for three on our banger bets. If you're angry at me, then I would encourage you to fade me for the rest of the season. We're going to try to ride this out for as long as we can and see how profitable we can get. It's fun to do. Again, I don't condone sports betting. I do it personally for the entertainment factor, not to make additional income, but to give me something to root for in games and also to see, hey, I put in the research. I think it's fun. Let's see what happens. Okay. It's fun for me. But if you are spending an amount of money that you can't lose, if you're chasing your losses, if you are furious at me for your bet not cashing tonight, Let's dial it back just a little bit. Maybe reduce your unit size from 20, 25 bucks down to five. Protect the bankroll. You know all the terms. And if you hate sports gambling, 
I get it. I kind of hate it too. I don't think that it really has the most positive impact to society, although there's nothing more fun than cooking up a couple bangers with your friends and, and rooting for it on a Friday night. I get that. The entertainment value is there, but people are losing more money than they are making. That's why Vegas is in business. So I get each side. We do it for fun. I hope that you do too. Something else that we do for fun before we get into takeaways is we are a member of cbbanalytics.com. That's college basketball analytics. Now, if you have not heard of college basketball analytics yet because you are a new subscriber to the show, I would recommend that so long as it is safe for you, you just go mosey on over to cbbanalytics.com. What you are going to have access there should you sign up for an account is you will have access to specific player profiles, shooting zones, advanced stats and metrics, and all these sorts of stats that you cannot find anywhere else. Now, why should you care? Why does it matter to you? Well, number one, you can be the most informed college basketball fan in the room. And number two, you will have access to stats that I use to help build out these shows. And more importantly, by about a billion percent, Chris Holtman and his staff right now as you listen to the show are probably building a a self-scouting report or a scouting report from the the win over Central Michigan or getting ready for Minnesota using college basketball analytics. Ohio State is a customer along with several dozens upon dozens upon dozens of other Division I and two and three men's and women's college basketball programs. So go to cbbanalytics.com. You can use the code SHOT, that's S-C-H-O-T-T. Make sure you spell it right. You can get an entire month free using that code that is also linked in the episode description. So make sure you go check it out today. You won't regret it. Now let's get into some takeaways from this game as we typically do. So the first takeaway for me, Scotty Middleton doesn't play, right? Okay, so the Buckeyes miss out on their backup small forward in this one. My initial question is, who is going to take up these minutes? Now, this is kind of, it's not really a concern, but it's something to keep an eye on for Ohio State moving forward because when you don't have either Scotty Middleton or Evan Mahaffey, that three position gets a little bit scary. For the Buckeyes. Ohio State has not used Jamison Battle as a three this year. Devin Royal, can he play the three? Maybe. Well, tonight we learned that Devin Royal apparently can play the three. He steps in early to take over for Scotty Middleton in the minutes that Middleton used to get. Um, Overall, on Devin Royal, I think that he had a couple nice plays. He had a nice help side steal in the paint in the second half. It led to a triple made by himself so we'll take that he had an offense rebound that led to a layup made by himself while getting fouled we will take that of course as well he did have some ugly moments some fouls you'd rather not see him take he did miss a shot that whether it just be losing your legs it being late in the game or whatever that he left pretty short didn't look all that pretty you'll see that from a freshman who's what seven games into his collegiate career But overall, I think he played well. He finishes with 11 points. Again, he just missed one shot from the field. And it's clear that Chris Holtman is trusting him. I did not expect Devin Royal to get the amount of minutes that he's getting to open up this season. I think it makes sense at this point in the season. It's very early on. And 
someone's got to have the minutes that Devin Royals got. You wouldn't really expect anyone else to take him. But after the game, Connor Lamont, you can find him on Twitter. Great job covering Ohio State basketball. He's been on the show a couple of times now. He got a quote from Chris Holtman. Holtman said, quote, he is going to be a very, very gifted scorer in college. I don't know if that's going to happen right away, but I like the pop he brought off the bench, end quote. Again, I expected a little less from Devin Royal this early in his career, but he has been a pleasant surprise. He's not been blowing you away with production, with point scoring, or anything like that, but he's put in some pretty quality minutes. You've seen him adjust. I feel like you see him getting better every single game, just incrementally, but you'll take that. So Devin Royal, pretty pleased with his play tonight and what he's brought for Ohio State overall. We'll stay on the topic of the the three position, the wing, the small forward. Evan Mahaffey. I talk about Evan Mahaffey pretty much after every game. And I'm not an Evan Mahaffey hater. I am very thrilled that he is an Ohio State Buckeye. It just doesn't seem like the fit has been there yet this season for Mahaffey with Ohio State. Evan Mahaffey's relationship with shooting from behind the arc is akin to Oil's relationship with water in that they do not exist with one another. In the first half, he had a wide open look. He pump faked a shot and then he drove the pump fake. I don't believe that my grandmother was biting on that pump fake, but appreciate the attempt, Mr. Mahaffey. Um, it's, it, it's tough to have a player out there First of all, when you've got Felix Akpara and Evan Mahaffey on the floor, there is two players out there who you know are not going to be taking a three. They're not threats. Kind of the same way with Mahaffey and Zed Key, although Zed Key, up until about halfway through this game, was 100% from deep on the year. So when Mahaffey has got the ball in his hands behind the three-point line, you can sag off, and that's going to be something that especially in the Big Ten, teams are going to take advantage of. So in this one, he has a wide open look. He pump fakes. He drives. Doesn't end in points. Then he begins heaving from three. For the first time all year, he finishes 0 for, 0 for 3 from behind the arc. Statistically, Zedke technically more of a threat than Evan Mahaffey uh, from deep this season. Mahaffey finishes with zero points, but... He also finishes with zero fouls. Finally, for the first time all year, he doesn't get into foul trouble. So we'll take that. And I know a lot of Ohio State fans would say, hey, Mahaffey isn't here to bring offensive production. He's here for defensive production. And I agree with that. But if you go back and watch the tape and you watch Evan Mahaffey closely over the first couple games this season, he has not really brought it defensively to the level that a starting small forward for Ohio State should. And the Buckeyes are playing incredible defense. This should have been another takeaway that I wrote down as I prepared for this show. I, I didn't write it down, but the Buckeyes are playing really well defensively. They they held Central Michigan to 61 points tonight, held Santa Clara, held Alabama, held, I believe, I believe they've held every single team this season below their total scoring average other than Texas A&M. So the Buckeyes are playing stout defense. I'd like to see more from Evan Mahaffey in general. Just some thoughts on Mahaffey in this one. Felix Akpara, takeaway number three. He finally has a little bit of a breakout game 
this season. So he's been starting all year for the Buckeyes, and you're waiting for him to have a Zed Key-like game. Zed Key is coming off the bench and just pouring in 10 points, 10 points, 10 points, 11 points. That was his literal scoring in the past four games coming into this one. You're waiting for Felix Akpara, the starter, to give you some production. Tonight, he scores 14 points. He adds nine rebounds. He doesn't miss a field goal. He looked phenomenal, spectacular, impressive in the two-man game. And he had a magical dunk late in the second half. Now, you won't see it. If you missed it in in, in real time, you're not going to see it on SportsCenter tomorrow because ESPN will be too busy showing mm, Croatian competitive night hearing and probably like the 93rd replay of Joel Embiid somehow going for 30 and 15 while looking like he plays in rain boots while the rest of his teammates actually real, wear real basketball shoes. This is why, by the way, sports media is changing and we can support independent shows like the Views from the Shop podcast. So thank you for being here. I appreciate you being part of the club. But that dunk was beautiful. You're probably not going to see it unless you're watching like Big Ten Network tomorrow morning. I don't even know what is on Big Ten Network at 6 a.m., but maybe it's highlights of of Ohio State's win last night. It, It was nice, regardless. So there is that. Felix Akpara playing great in this one. He looked really, really good defensively. I think he's had a block now in like 14 straight games dating back to last season. We know that he is a huge threat defensively for Ohio State. We know that Zed Key, more of the offensive guy. Felix Akpara, more of the defensive guy. But good to see Felix Akpara kind of get some scoring in tonight and hopefully feeling good going into a small, small, short-term spurt of Big Ten play. Bruce Thornton, I don't know how I've waited this long to really talk about Bruce Thornton. Uh, Is he the best point guard in the Big Ten right now? Yes, I would say so. 25 more points scored tonight, 9 of 14 from the field, 3 of 7 from behind the arc, another perfect night shooting from the free throw line. He goes 4 for 4, for four there. He continues to display the ability to score from wherever he is on the floor. Doesn't matter if he's behind the three-point line, top of the key, wing, corner. Doesn't really matter in that regard, although you don't see him in the corner shooting threes all that much. Pulling up from mid-range, the ability to slice and dice and drive and score at the rim and in the paint. Bruce Thornton can do it all. This guy looks legit. Like, he could be a first-team all-Big Ten player. And I remember, I don't remember who it was, but I do remember the tweet when we put out our season predictions. I tweeted it out. Hey, what are your bold predictions for Ohio State this season? And I believe someone told me Bruce Thornton will be a first-team all-conference player. He's well on his way to doing this absolutely huge Bruce Thornton has been for Ohio State speaking of point guards we're still waiting on Taysen Chapman he plays 11 minutes tonight but still no scoring from the freshman guard we know he's still getting into the swing of things and this is only what his third game at the collegiate level missing a lot of time due to a knee injury that he re-aggravated during the offseason he goes 0 of 2 from the field he left a shot short in the second half that he's making 100% of the time in February not really worried about that all that much but it's at least good to see Taysen Chapman is getting some more minutes he's getting more playing time got extended playing time in this one because Ohio State crushed Central Michigan and someone had to play in mop-up duty to close out this game but 
want to see more from Taysom Chapman. I know a lot of people want to see him be a little bit more aggressive offensively. It's tough. When you're going from playing in high school basketball, whether it's in Ohio or Florida or Indiana or Texas or California or Minnesota, which is where, of course, Taysom Chapman is from, doesn't really matter. It's a huge difference from playing in high school to the power conference level in college basketball. Players are faster, their closeouts are quicker and stronger, players are bigger, they're more lengthy, it's harder to score. So, I'm good with Tayson Chapman's aggressiveness so far for Ohio State. I would like to see it grow, but at this point, just get used to the game. So, I'm good with that. Here is the the clever one that I wanted you to be sure that you would wait on and listen to. So, here's what I've got, okay? Thanksgiving may be over, but that's not stopping Roddy Gale from stuffing. That is stuffing the stat sheet. Tonight, 11 points, 7 assists for Roddy Gale. 5 rebounds, 4 of 8 from the field. Again, he had some ugly moments in this one, but he at least got that out of him. Okay, Just get it out of your system. Shake it out. That's fine. Do what you got to do, Roddy Gale. Don't have those ugly moments against Purdue in February, please. Please be on your best game when you take on the Boilermakers and the Spartans and the Fighting Illini and the Terrapins and whoever else you may consider a threat in the Big Ten, the Badgers. Far be it for me to forget the the Fighting Bo Ryans, of course. But I know Bo Ryan isn't the head coach of, of Wisconsin, by the way, uh, if you're new to the show. Um Anyways, Roddy Gale, he's stuffing the stat sheet. It's been really, really impressive. I said it, I think, in the Central Michigan preview episode. He is He's dangerously close to putting up consistent Evan Turner numbers where you're scoring 19 points, 6 assists, 7 rebounds per game. Roddy Gale has the potential to do that. Chris Holtman said after the game that he was most impressed, the staff was most impressed with Roddy Gale's playmaking abilities as they were recruiting him and scouting him. So those seven assists, we should expect to see numbers like that more and more. All right, last point here. We're we're, we're almost home. Reported attendance in this one, just over 8,000. It's the second smallest crowd in venue history, the shot for a men's basketball regular season game. Ohio State brought back the promotion where you can buy one ticket, get one free for select games this season. Still sad, okay? Very, very sad. Now, that promotion isn't active until probably later on in December or early January and into February for a couple games, Penn State and Maryland included in those games. But regardless, man, we got to figure out a way. You and me, you the listener right now, I'm talking to you, okay? You and I, we have got to figure out a way to get more fans in the shot. I've been to one game this year. I plan to be at several more throughout the season as we get going here. We've got to figure out a way to get more fans into the shot. This program is too prestigious. I don't care that Ohio State is football school. This program is too prestigious. It's made way too many Final Fours. It's had way too many Big Ten tournament runs and championships and Big Ten regular season championships and NCAA tournament appearances and and runs in the Sweet 16 and all that stuff. This program has had way too much success. I don't care that you're playing Central Michigan on a Wednesday night in November. I don't give a crap. This team deserves more than just over 8,000 people in the arena cheering them on every night. We got to find a solution to that. It's not good. So there's that. 
All right, well, up next for Ohio State, they're going to take on Minnesota on Sunday. That is my birthday eve, so save the wishes for Monday. We'll come out with a preview episode on that one either on Friday or Saturday. And you may be wondering, well, how will I find out when to listen to the show? Well, number one, you should make sure that you're subscribed if you're not already. If you're 40 minutes into the show and you're still not subscribed, I mean, come on. Like, just just do it. Just do it. Don't be that guy. Um, but if you are subscribed, we appreciate it and we love you for that. I'm going to put out a tweet probably Thursday, today. I'm going to put out a tweet that says, hey, um, would you rather listen to the show? Is there a better likelihood of you listening to it Friday or Saturday? Or does it not really matter to you? And the winner of the poll will get their way. So there's that. So be ready for that preview episode coming. Ohio State is 6-1. and one. They are looking very, very good right now in the Big Ten, in the college basketball sphere. People are asking why Ohio State isn't ranked. Short answer, because gay people sucks and they don't know what they're doing. But if the Buckeyes knock off Minnesota, a bad Big Ten team, but if they knock off Minnesota, they receive some votes in the AP poll this week, they should be ranked next week. That would be my guess. And even if they're not ranked, who really gives a crap because it's the AP poll and it stinks. So be on the lookout for the next episode coming out where we preview Ohio State's matchup with Minnesota. That'll take place at 6.30 on Sunday in the shot. Until then, I will shut up. Before you shut me off, go Bucks.